Welcome to Bryce and Ren and Corey in the House. Today we'll be discussing Season 1, Episode 15 of Corey in the House, Air Force One Too Many. My name is Bryce Henderson. I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. And with me, as always, to discuss this episode is one Renan Fontes. Ren, how is it going? Do you think we'll get sued if we say, oh my? <laughs> I think that uh, George Takei has it. Uh, like uh, copywritten, it's trademarked, and I I do think that there's a chance that we will be sued if we say it. Uh, especially, in- when- oh, sorry, you go. Oh, go ahead. No, you go. That was it. That was all I was gonna say. Now you go, Ren. All right, fine. Do you think that when George Takei is doing contract negotiations, he's like, all right, your show gets one oh my, at le- in the closing credits one of the last jokes (laughs) i think so Uh, that is part of the negotiation and uh, i assume that if he doesn't get his way he walks outside of the room and pouts until uh the negotiator on the other side offers a jacket to him um that he has his eye on and then after then he comes back in or as as ronald would say he loses 10 pounds on someone's desk Uh, Air Force One too many, Ren. I want to, um, so actually, hold on. Before we go, go into it, uh, I like to start with our housekeeping. Okay. Um, next week, uh, we are not talking about an episode. We are kind of reviewing our rankings or our readings of the episode. And then we're also going to rank via, like I was thinking a tier list, the supporting people who we've talked about so far in this show. Uh, Ren, I have an idea. Yes. I think that, uh, and we, we can still keep our cameras off, so some inside baseball here. Ren and I often record this show via Zoom, but we both uh, keep our cameras off. I think that we should uh, stream it live on Facebook next week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so that way, because what I'm thinking is if we have a visual tier list, uh, I mean, people will be able to listen. They'll know where we're putting things on the tier list because we'll say it. But I think that but, if people okay, want to tune can, in live. I get it. You can create a visual tier list. People can see where where characters are falling at any given moment. Always mm-hmm. have a visual point for comparison. Sensible, yeah, that, reasonable. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. And so uh, I will be amazed if we can have even one live viewer. Uh, <laughs> as we go through it next week. But I, I, I think that we should try it. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, a, it, at the end of the day, it's kind of like, a, it isn't a, it's like a bonus episode. So I think that we should kind of go go all out for the celebration and uh, try something new with it. So uh, good, good. Well, so then uh, if you are interested in watching us next week, Ren, what, uh, I feel like we should have like a set time for it. Uh... Hmm. Seven. Let, do, let's say like seven oh eight. Seven oh eight. All right. Seven oh eight sounds good. Like we'll we'll go live at seven oh eight next week. Yeah. Even. Uh, and, yeah, and we'll we'll talk through the ratings uh, for the episodes as well as uh, 
sort some characters out and see see where they all fall and the tier list uh and then in, in this episode we met ronald who we were talking about a few moments earlier uh i think ronald's gonna be pretty high up there this was such a bizarre episode why do you feel that way do you do you not feel that way ren i i don't i felt like this is really th- this was my favorite episode in a while yeah i i I'm not disagreeing with you, but that's why okay. it feels strange to me. Because <laughs> it was good? Question mark. Not just that, but also this is the mm-hmm. sixth episode in the production order. Huh. Why did well, this I mean, air so late? Because uh, they, I, I don't know. It's all, yeah, Political it, it's strange. It, it could have been like, it, it's strange to me, Ren, that you you point out that there it was episode six but aired as episode 15 because it also we haven't seen uh like sophie in weeks we have not seen her and then in this episode she was pretty prominent but we see no new no mina and they have been very prominent the past few weeks yeah and that also kind of this also was like another a plot episode where there was only the a plot yes yeah everything was like weird vibe to it it does. Yeah, it, it always feels um, very kind of contained and very, I, I think especially in this case, pretty focused compared to what we normally get in Cory in the house where we get these like throwaway lines. And instead in this episode, I feel like everything was uh, at least semi-relevant to what we were supposed to be be following. Um, I'd say everything and, was pretty relevant. I mean, yeah. everything had some kind of payoff, mm-hmm. even the clams. Even I know, even the clams and rent. The thing with this episode that also gets me uh, is, you know, I'm a sucker for an episode where I can reduce it down to a single sentence, and the absurdity alone is great. Like, not not to jump ahead, but uh, I mean, we're gonna discuss it anyway. There's a lot I want to discuss about that about th- the last act here. Like, the basic premise of the episode is. Corey gives away the deed of Alaska to Russia. Like, that is what we're talking about tonight, Ren. Like, the gravity of that situation. That Corey, the White House chef's son, was put in a position where he gave a deed to a state to Russia, to another country. There's a lot we have to analyze about shoes off. Absurd. <laughs> absolutely absurd yes and there's a Prime lot Minister of political Sh- weight there yeah i th- i thought it was uh, it was interesting that they gave him the name shoes off and so uh this is the prime minister of russia who we meet in this episode they gave him the name prime minister shoes off and then they uh in casual conversation reveal that his first name is vladimir so they're they were like kind of subtle and then not subtle at all yeah uh, about what they're trying to accomplish with this uh and i mean we've seen bahavian get used uh bahavia get used over and over why did they choose to go with a real country instead of a like a made-up one good question do you have any thoughts on that while i think about it yeah i mean i think that why they went with russia is simply enough well 
I don't know if they came up with the plot of like, hey, Corey should accidentally give away a state. And then they kind of worked backwards and were like, oh, you know, at one point, Russia and the U.S. um, kind of made an exchange over Alaska. We should play off of that and involve Russia in this. I don't I don't know why they didn't just for the sake of continuity of not actually bringing the real world into the show about U.S. politics, um, why they didn't just use a made up country. But. What do you do? You have any thoughts? I do have some thoughts now that I've yeah you know, molded over a bit. I think they chose Russia because it it doesn't seem to me. Do you think they could have succeeded in doing a show full of made up countries, of like bah- Bahavia countries reduced to their jokes? Because even Russia, like let's pretend we live in a world where Russia doesn't exist, mm-hmm. and the only Russia that exists is the Russia as seen in Cory in the House. Okay. Does it have like a Bahavia analog? Is it as developed enough? Uh, I don't think it is. In yeah, the context, it isn't. In the context of the show. And I feel like picking a real world country mm-hmm. is Cory in the House's way of adding some legitimacy to the president as well. Yep. Because Russia is re- Russia's relevant. Russia was relevant then, it's relevant now. And it's, it's something that even, you know, a Disney Channel kid would know is a real place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's still and weird. It, it's still weird that they chose Russia. And, yeah, and Vladimir shoes off. <laughs> He's right there in front of us. Uh, and I, yeah, so that's, that's interesting. Um, let's start to talk about the episode. But I think that with that lens in place... Uh, and as we discuss it, I really do subscribe to kind of what you just said of mm-hmm. because they chose Russia and not a made up country, they allowed for it to be beyond just the, the, like the country in this case, wasn't the joke uh, it, well, in a couple of cases, well. but like, ultimately it was, uh, I think a plot device like it was used and kind of expanded upon because we had real world knowledge that we brought to the table rather than just these jokes it's also a pretty early episode in like the production order so Mm -hmm. maybe it's just a way of the writers trying to pick on american history yeah and just show that corian as one of our earliest complaints corian the house using its setting Mm -hmm. i know and yeah so let's talk about it let's let's dive in so uh, this episode opens up, and Ren, I cannot wait to discuss uh, this video game with you. Step, so, step, party tech? Step, step, party tech. Uh, Corey in the House has taught us over the past few episodes that uh, if there's one thing that we need to love about Corey Baxter, it's his dance moves. And this episode was all about dancing, um, where... Corey is playing Dance Dance Party Tech, which is a step, Dance step, Dance party Revolution. Tech. Oh, Step Step. I'm seeing there you go. Step Step Party Tech, uh, which is a like Dance Dance Revolution, pretty much knockoff. Uh, based on how they were playing it though, Ren, how do you think it works? It definitely doesn't use a dance mat. <laughs> because Cor- Corey in the first scene was not stepping on any of the arrows no. or markers. Nope. He was just sh- gyrating his body while moving his <laughs> arms. Also, and the it, opening shot, the 
angle it like cuts down on Corey from. Mm-hmm. Did you catch how dynamic it was? I did. I did. It's uh, it's not like a shot that we're used to seeing in any way, shape, or form. There were a um, lot of shots like that this episode. I gotta say that I think that they blew their budget on this episode. They used the real Air Force One airplane? <laughs> like, they, between the Air Force One set that we get, between, um, we, so in this, we see Corey dancing. Um, let me set up the scene, and then I'll, I'll go on to say why I think they blew their budget. So, Corey is dancing, playing this game. He is, like Ren said, not stepping on any of the... He has the mat. Like, the dance pad is there. But he's just stepping all around them, really not paying any attention to it. Playing this game. um, And then Sophie comes in. Sophie wants to play against Corey. She's great. She shows us the Sophie shuffle. And we get... (laughs) Oh my goodness, Ren. It's... I mean, all I, I wrote, like, we get... CGI Sophie like it's it's like <laughs> she gets so fast she gets so fast I, I'm assuming that they filmed her just dancing in real time and then they sped it up and they just made it so like next to Corey it looked like she was going really fast some of um, her kicks though look inhuman <laughs> that's I, I gotta really believe based on um the dancing that we see when they do like their specialty moves in this episode that this was sent to post-production at a separate like at a different location like post-production spent weeks superimposing sophie's head onto like a professional dancer and (laughs) who was just naturally this fast yeah who was just (laughs) just naturally this fast everything about it feels so off and uh even for 2007, looks dated, looks terrible, but, uh, but that, it's, and that's it's like aged in such a vintage <laughs> way. I love it. Um, but I mean, that's our cold open. Like that's all it is. Is we learn that um, that Corey's into this game. Sophie plays it against Corey and surprises Corey. She's really good with the Sophie, the Sophie shuffle. shuffle. Yep, that's her signature dance move. Um. Yeah. So I like, like I said, I really think that between like the effects that we get with this dancing, I mean, we see the video game itself on screen. Someone had to animate that. I'm sure that wasn't cheap. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, And then, and then to even more so, Ren. Like, so going into the intro, I want to talk about uh, George Takei who is our guest star in this episode, who I'm sure is not cheap. He can't be. He, he, so he must have done this episode pro bono and also funded some of its production. <laughs> George well, Takei is to Corey in the house what Danny DeVito is to Always Sunny, but he was too <laughs> humble to stay on. Yeah, he, he, did, he came, he left his blessings, and then he said, you know what, they're, they're going to be good without me. And the show ran for another like what 14 episodes and a half. <laughs> um yeah so uh i did pull up some like george takei fun facts i also needed to um kind of call myself out ren mm-hmm. i don't i don't know if you recall last week when we were talking about shalim ortiz who played uh nanoush in last week's episode i said that i was gonna uh 
place my bet and say that Shalim Ortiz had the most successful career post Corey in the house. Uh, you don't want to stand by that? I did not know George Takei was in Corey in the house. And of course, he's in the next episode. So no, I do not stand by that. At this point in time, George Takei is definitely the most successful person who's been on the show. If Nanusha's actor is listening to this, he's going to be devastated. <laughs> I know, we gave him so much praise last week, uh, that actor, just to uh, have him showing up the next week. <laughs> uh, Ren, do you know where the oh my comes from? It's like his uh, catchphrase, right? From when he used to be a superhero. Um, so I don't know about what he do you like when he was on Star Trek. Is that what you mean? I yes. Ren. <laughs> okay. What what do you, I have? What do you mean when you say when he used to be a superhero? <laughs> do you know? Do you know who George Takei is? <laughs> like I'm, I'm gonna talk a little bit about him, but <laughs> Ronald. Is this, is this your first time seeing George Takei in anything, Ren? No, he was in an episode of Party Down. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, and I think that's kind of what he's most known for. I'm assuming. Other than this. Uh, so he uh, he was in a Howard Stern interview, and he reacted to something you Howard Stern said. Um, what'd you say? <laughs> you say he's a Sterny <laughs> Is that what they call themselves? Sterniacs. <laughs> uh, do people wear sweatshirts? Like they walk around to show their support for Howard Stern, like their fandom that's just a Sterniac on it. They, they um, wear his hat, his signature hat. It sounds like something like in an emergency room, like a doctor would shout, like, oh, he's having a Sterniac. I used to hear that um, all the time at Brigham and Women's. Oh. <laughs> There was uh, lots of people having sturdy acts. So uh, George Takei was in an interview. Howard Stern said something, and then George Takei reacted with, oh my, in, in the way that he does it. And it seemed to really click. And it's something that in his personal life had been like his catchphrase, but it had never crossed paths with his actual acting and like perf- uh, like career self. And so in this case, it did. People thought it was funny. And then in pretty much everything he booked, like you, like we were saying at the beginning of the episode, like he, he pretty much had to say "Oh my" at least once in everything he did because people love it. What year was this? Uh, the Howard Stern interview. Yeah, not sure. He shared the the story I saw where he I saw him in an interview share that story about where "Oh my" came from. Mm-hmm. Um, the interview was from like CNN or something. So, uh, he did that, and then like yeah, in a completely serious note he's also like done a lot for activism work he's done a lot with like lgbt rights uh to raise awareness uh and he's also like he when he was five years old was placed in an internment camp and so he's done a lot to talk about his own experiences with that um and so if people are interested i in researching him there's a really good gizmodo article all about um his experience in internment camps and he's done like he's produced uh, a musical about it and a graphic novel so um if if you're not aware of what those are or want to kind of learn more i highly recommend it because it's kind of a dark part of american history that he has shed a lot of light on so but one the united um, states needs to recognize it, it no it, it does yeah um and it unfortunately 
uh, does not, but I think he, he's done a lot of work to kind of bring it to, to light. Uh, Ren, did you know that George Takei has a cologne? Can you tell me what it's called and what you think it smells like? So I want you to, based on what we know about him, I think that he's going to seem really one note, but the cologne is called Oh My, and it's spelled E-A-U-M-Y. Uh, I would assume because his, his big gig was Star Trek, so I'm assuming it smells like space. Yeah, I'd go with like uh, some kind of space ooze, space gas, mm-hmm. like some the gas, the natural ooze. gases of space. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, I was the one who put it out there. What do we think space smells like? I'll say, uh, so there are stars are hot. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm guessing like fresh barbecue right off the grill. Mm-hmm. Yes, like you could. That's uh... to me. Mmm, delicioso. <laughs> uh, but also, space is really cold. So has anyone ever smelt space? Good question. Because if you're right, if humans are out there, they gotta have their helmet on. You can I look guess that's at space. The paradox of space. Yeah, as no one quite knows what it smells like. It could smell um, like something really alarming. Like we, we could be missing a huge, I don't know. Like you could smell a meteor coming from a mile away, billion miles away and never know it. Maybe uh, that's haven't visited. Because the stench? Yeah. The, the space stench around uh, the Milky Way galaxy given off. I would assume Earth is the one that gives it off into space. Yeah. Yeah. Aliens stay far away. Um, but yeah, that's George Takei. That's him. And he plays Ronald in this episode. We will meet him in a little bit. Uh, but first we're going to meet our other, um, kind of guest star of this episode who we've talked about already. Prime Minister Shuzov. He is in this next scene. He is the Prime Minister of Russia. Uh, full name is Vladimir Shuzov. And, uh, Right then and there, like once they say it's Vladimir, there's there's no denying that they are trying to make some kind of statements here. I don't really know what statement. Uh, I, I don't think that was very clear. But I'll I have my theories that I'll get into once we get to the jacket uh, incident. Yes, yes. So uh, President Martinez and Prime Minister Shuzov are about to uh, make a friendship council which is the least professional sounding council I think they like the least professionally na- sounding named council that th- they could possibly come up with. Uh, it sounds like something in uh, like my little pony or something like that. Samantha like, oh, we're gonna go. definitely came up with it. So, and I'm glad you say that. I feel like in this episode more so than ever that president Martinez is a puppet to Samantha Samuels. <laughs> of the presidency? The Samuels administration? Yes. Uh, and I think we've like lightly talked about it, but in this episode, he constantly has no clue what to properly do or say and keeps looking at Samantha and then Samantha has to tell him what to do and say. Um, we And then even on the, uh, like later when we see him on the plane, he's incompetent there as well and has to rely on Corey. So, I yeah, I believe that he is a puppet through and through. Um, 
shoes off uh likes president martinez's jacket ren do you want to describe this jacket for our listeners it is the coolest bomber jacket you've ever seen it's like a tan brown a little bit of like Mm -hmm. white fur on the collar it's got an eagle patch on the side it's like yeah it's all very cozy zips up but the way the collar it's like a cool collar so you can see a little bit of your chest, your shirt underneath. Like, oh boy. Uh, and you can just get it in like the White House gift shop, right? No, this is one of a kind. This is for the president of the United States, Bryce. Oh. Oh. And so he he, uh, he explains, Ren, President Martinez explains that he only wears it when he's on Air Force One. Um, does he get cold up there? Or like, does he pretend that he's the one flying? It's ego. He wants yeah. people to understand that even airborne, he's in charge. Mm-hmm. Like, no one messes with me. My Landers bomber jacket. Guy, he's king. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess that's true, Red. Yeah, but not C. You didn't mention C. Well, we haven't seen uh, his personal boat yet. Yeah, we haven't seen him. Uh, what he wears when it comes time for uh, his naval. His uh, Donald um, Duck sailor outfit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, Shuzov really likes the jacket. He shows great interest in it. Like, he's like, oh, I wish I could get one. Um, it's like a little kid three at a of birthday them. party. What'd you say? It's like a little kid at a birthday party, but yeah, it is. a birthday kid. Mm-hmm. So they just yep. keep talking about the presents they want. <laughs> He really wants that jacket. Um, and that's not the only thing that he really wants that President Martinez has. So they go into the Oval Office and who do they find but Sophie and Corey playing uh, I wrote Dance Dance Party Tech again. What's that called? Step, 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 step Party, party tech. tech. Thank you, Red. But they're playing it in the middle of uh, the Oval Office. And Sophie, that Sophie says that she wanted to use the big screen, and that's why they're in there. Um, do you think there's really a TV in the Oval Office, like hidden behind cabinets or something? There's definitely not. There's no way there was a TV in the direction they were standing in. No. So, um, but also, cause... my biggest concern was the fact the president was fine with this. Yeah. He is like uh, he is in the middle of um, he is in the middle of a pretty serious deal with the prime minister of Russia and his child and the chef's son are playing <laughs> games. So that like that that also got, I don't know if that got you in this scene, Ren, but Shuzov never is like who is this boy. That's um, right. <laughs> like, let alone who is who is this girl? In the off chance he doesn't know that the president has a daughter, this is who it is, which is very possible. But he's never like, why? Who like? Why do you, the president of the United States, have children playing games in your office? Uh, <laughs> um, the president's taking a personal interest in the chef's son. Yeah, it's I, I don't know. Uh, it's it's really strange and shoes off like i kind of wish shoes off asked um because president martinez doesn't even introduce either so there's no no real cohesion there 
Well, the um, logical explanation is that the president keeps a picture of Sophie and Corey in his wallet, who he shows <laughs> with pride. This is my daughter, and this is my chef's son. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's uh, I I totally subscribe to that. Do you think like after like a month or two of of Corey living in the White House, uh, when it comes to like public um family days or whatever it's, uh, it's <laughs> martinez his wife sophie and cory uh and the u.s public is just baffled cory without victor <laughs> yeah that's that's how i could only imagine it is victor isn't there because <laughs> he's, he's yeah. preparing for whatever the event is right um the seasons three and four we never got his i know story arc uh Bryce, I'm so um, sad. Me too. Uh, we don't know what happens in season two. There could be some election of some kind. That's right. Uh, Maybe there's another only hope. designated survivor scenario. <laughs> and that's why the show got canceled. Uh, uh, so uh, Corey and Sophie, they're like, all right, we're going to leave because we have no place being here. And Martinez is like, hey, why don't you stay? I want to show you a bit of history. Samantha hands President Martinez a wooden chest that he keeps on his, like, in his cabinet in the Oval Office. Um, and it is uh, the deed, it c- contains the deed to Alaska in here. Uh, Sophie knows all about Alaska. Sophie's like, oh, I know Alaska. It's the 49th state. And I did a whole report on it, but I only got a B plus. Um, and that's where we learned Samantha Samuels, uh, has possibly definitely been doing Sophie's homework as well. Uh, not a good look. What do you so, think it about, uh, Samantha Samuels' time? Yeah, I don't, like, she hasn't enough time to write a paper about Alaska for Sophie, right? But then again, Sophie's young, how... Yeah, it's a B-plus paper, so it wasn't, like, super intensive. And, I, I mean, Sophie's young. I'm sure it was, what, like, a page at most? Must double-spaced. So, eh. I, I don't think it says too much about Samantha Samuels and how she spends her time. I think it says more about their relationship, though, between Samantha Samuels and Sophie. Um, does Sophie demand this, or does, does Samantha Samuels offer this? Uh, I don't think she, Samantha Samuels would offer to do it. That doesn't feel like it's in her nature. Mm-hmm. I believe Sophie has dirt on Samantha. And so this is their, you know, the result of that. Just some casual blackmail. I buy it. Yeah. Uh, Corey, uh, so as, as they're looking at the deed to Alaska... Corey is bragging about how great of a deal it was for the U.S. Uh, you know, we made millions off of gold and silver and oil. Uh, and this felt like right for Corey to know this because Corey's an expert on business. So I, I believe that he would, you know, be privy to all this info. I also feel like that's just the age where you learn that in school. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it, it, it made sense to me. Corey was all amped about how great of a get Alaska was. Um, so Martinez takes it out of the box and hands it directly to Shoes Off, 
And Shuzov is amazed because he's been given the the deed to Alaska back. So Shuzov is like, yeah, why did Martinez do this? He wanted to show off in front of the chef's son. (laughs) But so like taking it out is one thing to be like, hey, like we once were at, you know, at odds with each other and, you know, had to even argue over who got Alaska. But now, like, look at how friendly we are. Like, there's one thing he in that lesson. What he's doing. He doesn't. He take he hands the deed to Shuzov and then gets upset when Shuzov thinks that it means that he's being given Alaska back. Here's what happens from Shuzov's perspective. Yeah, they, the yeah. United let's States, President Martinez is being a huge dick in his new jacket, showing off, being like, mm-hmm. "Look at this. There's only one. You don't get a jacket." Mm-hmm. Uh, they go to the Oval Office. The chef's son is already there. Shuzov <laughs> doesn't get to meet him personally and formally like he wanted to and was promised. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then President Martinez says to Corey, you're about to see history. Yep. What can Shuzov think other than the president, after the way he's treated me, is going to give me Alaska. It's like, I don't blame shoes off in this situation whatsoever. It's not his fault. <laughs> uh, uh, he gets given the deed. And then president has to pretty much be like, no, no, I didn't mean to do that. Uh, can I have it back? Um... Shuzov gives it back, and then he storms out of the Oval Office. He storms out completely, and um, he is pretty much standing in the hallway with a pouty face. And so Samantha tells the president to go make up with him. So Samantha and the president leave. Sophie and Corey are now alone in the office with the jacket. And Corey, Corey, does course, Corey does best. Yeah, he screws everything up for no reason. There's never never a purpose here. He puts it on, and he's just talking about how on top of the world he is. Whoever thinks I'd be in the Oval Office, he says. And then he says, quote-unquote, pop a kala. Um, <laughs> which I just thought was an odd thing for, for Gory to say. Uh, and then he takes out the deed for Alaska, and he's like, whoever thought I'd be holding the deed to a state. And then that's when... Uh, president's coming back Corey panics he can't get the wooden box that the deed was in back open so he puts the deed quickly in the jacket pocket and puts the jacket back and this is when everything goes wrong Ren in the best way possible in my opinion (laughs) Uh, Martinez gives the jacket to shoes off because he feels bad and he wants to make it up to him so he says, here's my jacket. You can have it. Shoes off is amped. And little does shoes off know the deed to Alaska is in the pocket. Ugh. Rent, how did this happen? Like, I know we just literally said how, but how did this happen? I, Corey in the house is at its best when Corey is at the cusp of creating an international incident. It is. I completely agree. And you, you and I have talked about it before. Like the stakes should be high because of the setting. 
and this this episode took it like knew what it could get away with and went for it like this is the show going for the jugular (laughs) uh son is at it again he is uh and they leave the adults leave again sophie uh knows exactly what happened she's like you just gave away alaska um cory he's got to get the deed and the problem is shoes off is wearing the jacket so not only does shoes off have the jacket with the deed in it but he is actively wearing the jacket Bryce, um, quickly picture alternative cory in the house episode where cory gets the jacket off without getting on the plane here's what i think would happen yeah Keeping Nude and Mina out of this episode, Corey mm-hmm. would go down to the boiler room, crank yep. up the heat in the White House. Easy. So yeah. that uh, he can trap shoes off in a room that he's going yep. to make look like a sauna. Yep. However, Corey accidentally breaks the boiler room crank, so the heat yeah. just keeps going up. Going up. Hot inside the White House. But shoes off does go along with the sauna idea anyways. But he mm-hmm. keeps his jacket on over knee, over his uh, chest. Yeah. So he I, just sweats into the jacket. In, into it. And then... Corey, uh, Corey never manages to get the deed back, but Shoes Off doesn't recognize the deed because it's so damp with jacket sweat mm-hmm. from the sauna. And all of that ink ran. And then uh, from that point forward, technically no one owns Alaska. Uh-huh. But no exactly. one knows. Right, and I really the, like... The I like that. In the closing. <laughs> Or I could also see, like, Corey puts on a disguise to be, like, White House security. So when Shoes Off goes to leave, he's like, uh, he's like, hey, like, we're doing a special jacket inspection today. Like, everyone, we got to inspect everyone's jackets. I could totally see something like that, too. I see that. Um, there, there's endless possibilities, and I honestly think Corey in the house. Um, I, I think they still did something fun with it. Yeah, they picked, they picked a good one. Yeah, I, I still think with all the different options that they went with, I think they still did well. Uh, so uh, Sophie promises not to tell anyone that uh, Corey did this. Corey agrees to play uh, the dance game with her every day for the next two years. And uh, that's that. Right. So this next scene is Victor in the kitchen. It's preparing like a special cart. Corey runs into the kitchen at full speed. So I get that Corey's in a panic, but Ren, why is he running into the kitchen? Slippery floor. It's <laughs> Ronald at left it the, again. Left the soap on the ground. Uh, <laughs> that's when we meet Ronald, who we've been talking about, uh, played by George Takei. He's the head steward, and he is told by Victor. Uh, he's given very specific instructions of here are some clams. Uh, you can go ahead and heat them on high for 10 minutes and then uh, they'll be cooked and then you can serve them. And it's all like on a cart and um, Victor decides to have some casual conversation with Ronald. Uh, Ren, Ronald is pretty aggressive. I don't think Ronald likes that Victor gets to live in the White House and he doesn't. Yeah, so like he... It as it's never said, but he definitely has an issue with Chef Victor, and I that is as good of a reason as any. Rand, I don't know why he has that issue with him. Um, but Victor says to Ronald, "You've been here a while, haven't you?" And Ronald says, 
long enough to know that presidents and, sh- and chefs, he specifies, presidents and chefs come and go, but Ronald ain't going nowhere. Nope. Except I think he's fired after this episode because we never see him again. I mean, after the clams he ate. Yeah. The president's clams. Someone would need to be fired. It's not going to be Victor, right? Because Victor gets fired. Corey goes home. Um, so Corey sneaks into the cart. Um, like yeah, underneath it, of course, the cart's covered. And um, that's when Ronald uh, rolls the cart into what we now see is Air Force One. and he puts the clams in the microwave 10 minutes on high he goes to the main cabin Corey looks out of the cart and sees that he is on a plane he did not intend to get on a plane Uh, he does like a home alone scream and it zooms out here Ren Uh, not just like out on Corey but Corey's face is like then surrounded by an airplane window and it zooms out even further to show that window, like, on uh, Air Force One. So, again, high budget. I liked it. Yeah, it was a pretty cool effect, wasn't it? It was like watching uh, one of the pictures at the movie theaters. Uh, like Avengers? Yeah, like Avengers. Yeah. It was just like uh, Avengers. I, I would put the effects from this episode... Uh, in the same box just for those who haven't watched the episode uh, I would say that they are in the same area uh, so yeah so that's our, our premise so Corey is now on Air Force One uh, with uh, Shoes Off and the President and Ronald everyone's favorite Corey gets out of the cart there's some turbulence on the plane so Corey stumbles around and he hits the microwave timer and it beeps. And so uh, Ronald comes back in from the main cabin to go get the clams and he tastes them. And he thinks they are yummy, but he says, I will never tell Chef Victor. So they were like undercooked by half the microwave time. <laughs> and I, I think even that's generous. Like it, it feels like it happened in about a minute. I think those clams yeah. were in there for a minute. I, I think Ronald has a really bad sense of time and bad sense of taste, terrible sense of taste. Cause he tastes it and I'm sure it's at, probably still cold or lukewarm at the best. And he thinks they're yummy. Also, hold on. Let's pause for a moment. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to make clams. Do you know how to make clams? Catch them, right? So that's like, that's definitely how you get them like they're in the ocean but uh i don't i don't think that you can cook clams in the microwave i wouldn't recommend most seafood in the microwave right i don't think you can cook any any food in the microwave like i mean cook food right like you should reheat stuff in the microwave um jenna just texted me she said seafood should never be microwaved um so she agrees but yeah, fish, fish don't belong that hot. No. Um, right? Meat. You don't... Like, if I have a raw steak and I put it in the microwave, even for, like, an hour, it's not going to cook, right? I don't think so. Right? Huh. 
Wouldn't your micro? Think what happened to your microwave? If it was on for an hour, right? I don't think so. I think microwaves can just go. Turn on your microwave. Let's see how long it goes. <laughs> uh, if you put ants in a microwave, they uh, they can follow the like radio like the radio because <laughs> they radioactive lines, but the radio signals or something, and they march in a line in a circle. Do they die? They no, they don't die. They they like avoid the radio waves. Let's put some uh, ants I think in the I saw microwave. It. Yeah, we should put. I'll put ants in my microwave for an hour. <laughs> we'll Let see, me how see it goes. if uh, anything happens to your microwave. <laughs> um. All right. So Ronald tasted these clams. Uh, Corey's back under the cart. Ronald rolls the cart out into the main cabin. Shoes off and Martinez. They're playing chess when the food comes in. Martinez picks up the chess set in this scene, Ren. And because I, I don't know why I like follow these details. I was like, what is he going to do with this chess set? And he just puts it on the ground next to him. Um, so say you and I are like having a dinner, right? And we're playing a, a game. doesn't have to be chess, but playing a game. Food arrives. Food is ready, Ren. Uh, and it was it rude of me to not say like, Hey, like let's eat now. We'll play, finish the game after dinner. It was a power move. You think so? It had to I be. bet you Mar- Martinez was probably going to lose. He wants his jacket. He doesn't right. get You have to understand that <laughs> shoes off having the jacket is a trophy that represents Russia's complete dominance over the United States. He took the yeah. president's clothes, his favorite jacket. Mm-hmm. He wears it to mock him. Uh, what does it mean when people say the emperor has no clothes? He's like making a fool of himself, right? But he doesn't realize it. Uh, the emperor's new clothes is a book. You're thinking of the emperor's new groove, which is a movie. Uh, I think, well, it's in Hamilton, isn't it? Yes, yeah. the emperor has, the emperor no, has clothes. no clothes. Yeah. Uh, I assume that that's Don't what they're do. talking about here as well. Don't sue Lynn. Because <laughs> we recorded <laughs> it. Uh, so they eat these clams. Well, President Martinez does. He's excited for it. Uh, Shoes off doesn't want to get clam juice on his new jacket. So he he's going to sit this one out. He's actually going to take a nap. Um. President drops a utensil on the ground and uh, shoes off is like, oh, let me grab this utensil before I go, you know, take my nap. So he leans down to pick it up. When he leans down, it's like next to the cart. Corey like reaches his hand out of the cart and barely misses the deed to Alaska hanging out of his pocket. Uh, Shoes off has not realized still that he has this deed in his pocket, Uh, but he's going to learn soon. He is going to learn pretty soon, Ren. Um, Corey... So Shuzov goes, takes a nap. Uh, Ronald states, he says, uh, gives an oh my, and he says he has tummy troubles. And he leaves. And uh, so then Shuzov is going to snooze. Martinez sees the cart start moving on its own. And so Martinez follows the cart over to the side room, like where the food was prepared. And that's when... uh, we get the the great line that Martinez finds Corey. Corey explains the situation, and Martinez yells, "You've given Alaska back to the Russians." 
It's like, again, like only in Cory in the house can this happen. Uh, and Martinez is like, you can see his gears turning in his head and he's like, oh, this is going to be really bad. Like, this is going to be really bad. Um, I think he's thinking like war. That like they're going to go to all out war. Yes. If Corey did not uh, do what he does, I think it would have turned to to war. And Martinez is not a good wartime president. I agree. I think it would also lead to war. Yeah. Um, so then uh, he's they're trying to make a plan together. And by that, I mean, Martinez says to Corey, what was your plan going to be? Because Martinez obviously has none. Um, that's when they go to try and sneak it out of his pocket because Corey says that's what my plan was going to be. Shoes off is asleep. Martinez and Corey sneak over. The plane gets some turbulence. Air Force One is having a rocky day. And Martinez falls on top of Shoes off, the prime minister of Russia. And Corey tumbles like in like, I don't know, slaps a lamp against the table, I think. Uh, it's very loud, Red. And, uh, you know, Shuzov wakes up to President Martinez with his hand, like, you know, like, in on the jacket, like, in his jacket. And Shuzov he, is obviously very upset. He, the president had enough time to take the deed away while Shuzov was staring at Corey. He did. Yeah, because that's a great point. Shuzov looks right over at Corey first, and that's when the president should have just quickly grabbed it, put it behind his back, done. Uh, <laughs> doesn't happen. Uh, and so then they need to come up with a new plan um, because that's when Shuzov realizes, oh, I do have the deed to Alaska. This is so nice. This is really, really great. You guys gave this to me. Um. So plan B, Ren. What's our plan B? What are we going to do? I mean, what is there left to do than to defeat Shoes Off at his own game? Yes. Uh, no, and by the, we which, to discuss the, I want to discuss the logistics about Corey coming up with the plan to play step-step part... Step-step party tech. Party tech, yes. Because Shuzov uh, is playing at the start. He's doing poorly. He is. He's doing poorly. He mentions, Shuzov mentions um, to Corey. So uh, <laughs> Martinez and Corey are talking. And Shuzov is like, oh, uh, step, step, party tech. I like this game. And he like goes and just, like it's sitting in a corner. And he unpacks it. And while he's doing that, Corey and Martinez are still talking. And Shuzov is like, I played this game with my six-year-old granddaughter and she beats me every time. So, like, he really sells that he is bad at this game. Like, is he, he intending to trick Corey into challenging him for the deed? He is. So he has the deed and he has everything to lose and nothing to win. No, he does have something to win, Ren. Not until Corey starts negotiating, though. But I think he wanted it the whole time. You think so? I think... I think Alaska, I think the jacket, I think those weren't enough. Those were the the appetizer and the second appetizer, and now he wants the entree, which is Air Force One. This could have been the first two-parter 
where Corey fails to beat Shoes Off. He walks away with Alaska and the jacket. And then part two has Corey in Russia trying to get the deed back. Ren, a two-part Corey in the house episode is something no one needs. Uh, <laughs> but I would, also, with that said, I would watch 21 minutes of Corey running around Russia trying to get good at uh, steps that party tech so he can beat the prime minister to win Alaska back. Uh, uh, yeah, so there's there's a little bit more setup to it. So Corey and the president are talking after they see him, uh, shoes off playing this game. Corey is talking with President Martinez about what they're going to do. Martinez is like, we got to negotiate. Corey's like, oh, let me do it. Like, I can do it. Martinez is like, I got it. Uh, but he doesn't have it because he ate the clams. The clams are going to make him sick. So, uh, you know, he's got to use the restroom. And that's when Corey goes and makes this deal with Shoes Off where they're going to play Step Step Party Tech. The winner takes, just to recap, um, the state of Alaska and the jacket. Uh, is the jacket up up for this, run? I don't think no, the I think is the just jacket. Alaska and the plane. The Alaska and Air Force One. Um, so that's what Shuzov wants. Why can't Shuzov just buy his own plane? He wants America's plane as a trophy. What's so special about Air Force One? It's there's it's not special because it's Air Force One. It's special because it's Martinez's plane. Mm-hmm. If if he returns to Russia with the United States' signature plane, it's a sign of dominance over the country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just could you imagine that headline like uh in real world like Vladimir Putin wins w- wins Air Force 1 and from Alaska. Biden chef's son in a dance from dance solutions. <laughs> Played on Air Force 1. Um that would be a real bummer of a day. That would not be good. Uh <laughs> But those are the stakes. They're set up. Corey just needs one more pep talk before he he goes at it. He um, comes comes back out because well, Martinez steps out of the restroom because he's getting a call. Uh, it's a video call, which I, I thought it looked pretty good for two thousand seven. Yeah, um, it didn't, it didn't uh, stick out as jarring to me. No, uh, and Victor is the one calling the president, which. Makes sense. Do you think often presidents, chefs call them right after they eat their food to say, how was it? I mean, Victor wants notes. He wants feedback. Yeah. <laughs> like any good creator. <laughs> mm-hmm. He needs that, that immediate feedback. Yeah. So he, uh, he calls and that's when Martinez says, uh, you know, things were, were going okay. Uh, until you know the boy gave away alaska and victor's like what boy and martinez is like this boy and pulls Corey into the frame and victor says oh boy Corey says hi daddy uh true comedy right there so Corey gets um all to the information that he's been hustled by the prime minister just like in drake and josh in that uh hustle episode uh, Corey tried to hustle the prime minister and instead he got hustled. The prime minister shoes off. He's won five years running at Steps Up Party Tech in Russia. And his name 
his nickname is Crazy Crazy Legs Shoes Off. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, I would say that that nickname fits him well. From what we see. Yeah. He lives up to it. Uh, I didn't think Corey stood a chance in this in this dance. Realistically, there's no way he can. Shuzov is the best player in Russia. From what mm-hmm. we saw at the start of the episode, Corey is not better than Sophie, who mm-hmm. is a child. Yes. Like, it doesn't uh, matter what the Sophie shuffle is. This. So, but here's something I want to throw out there: is it the title of five-year champ? running like shoes off being the five-year champ running in russia the same country that he's the prime minister of is it possible it's not super real like is it just an award he gives himself no one challenges him because he's prime minister Mm -hmm. so he's always crowned champion yep or he he plays against like one person that he chooses and that's it that's what determines it his granddaughter soxana yeah. What's her name? What did we just call her? Socks. Her Sox- name is Soxana. Soxana. <laughs> Full name Soxana Shoes Off. Man, did you just come up with that? That's pretty good. No, is that actually her name? That's in the show. That's in the show. That's, that's in the show. Man, I almost gave you credit <laughs> for, uh, I almost gave you credit for hey. uh, Al-, Al Sonia Schmidt's work. I'm no Corey in the house writer, Bryce. No. Um, Sophie says to Corey as he leaves this video call, uh, just let your uh, let your feet. What is it? Let your feet your feel feet the beat. Feel the beat. And Corey goes out there, shoes off, and him start dancing against each other. Uh, early on in their contest, they actually both swap dance mats. Which further proves your point, Ren, that the dance mats are irrelevant to what's happening on screen. There's definitely some eye toy thing going on, or like an mm-hmm. early connect where their yes. bodies are being monitored, and that's what's uh, triggering. Maybe like some arcade tech, because it's not yeah. it's plugged into a console. It's like the actual, like, it's nothing. It's just the mat that we see, it actually. Is. It's nothing. Yes. Yeah, it's like, um, Back when they used to package those, like, uh, that special, like, that game device that had, like, five games pre-installed. But it's, like, that's all that could be played on it. That's what this is. It's, like, a plug-and-play. Um, so they do their dance. Shoes Off does the Moscow Mash, which is his signature move. Uh, we see him do some dance moves like I, I i don't know how to describe these ren like he does his thing he kicks a lot you know wild horse some leaps wild horse <laughs> the best i can describe it yeah I, I i am right there with you like i i don't know how else to say it. i think he does his big dancing it's sped up in the same way the Sophie shuffle was. His face is superimposed onto someone else's body, it seems like. it's The special effects are out. And then Corey, uh, he, you know, is repeating what Sophie said to him over and over. Sophie's face even appears in a little bubble next to him. 
Force and ghost that's Sophie. Uh, he takes over, or she takes over, I think. Uh, and he goes for it. He does the Sophie shuffle. Plays uh, at one point. He gets down on the ground and he is banging the mat with his elbows <laughs> and his nose. And uh, th- his score goes wild. And shoes off. Is so tired, so exhausted. He falls over. Corey, Corey won wins by like sixty points. Yeah, it's not. It's close. It's very close. And uh, I, if I were Corey, I would count my blessings <laughs> that this worked out. It shouldn't have. Um, Ronald and the president, they're feeling better, and there's a lesson here, which is strange. I didn't think that this was an episode that needed a lesson. Me neither. Corey says, uh, well, first the president says sorry for, uh, you know, like being so petty. And then Corey's like, I'm sorry that all this happened. Like I should have just told you both what happened as soon as it happened. And like, that's the lesson I think. It's not really a great lesson. Like, had Corey told him in the moment, it would have been catastrophic, I think. Shoes off would have run off with the uh, deed. The deed. Yeah. Corey got him in an enclosed environment to be able to deal with it. Uh, And the president apologizes. Yeah, so I already said that. Shoes off apologizes for being so cranky. Offers to give the jacket back, but Martinez is like, keep it. They all hug it out. They do a a big hug. Uh, That's what happens on Air Force One too many, Ren. We got an end, kind of two end scenes to wrap it all all up. We do. We have to resolve the Ronald dilemma. (laughs) We do. Uh, They're in the Oval Office. They being uh, pretty much all all the characters that we've seen this episode. uh, Shoes off isn't there because he's he's back in Moscow. But we got Corey, uh, Samantha Samuels, Sophie, President Martinez, Victor. They're all hanging out, having a good laugh. Uh, Ronald is serving drinks. And Corey asks if he gets a medal for saving Alaska. Uh, He gets the medal of shh, says Samantha Samuels, which is unoriginal. And uh, yes, yeah, so I already said Ronald. I think is fired. Um, yeah, he Victor is about losing ten pounds through his shits on Air Force One. <laughs> yeah, because so Victor is baffled. He's like, I don't understand like what happened with those clams. Like, I'm so sorry it made you guys sick. And yeah, Ronald proudly confesses he lost ten pounds. That man ten doesn't live well. Pounds, Ren. It's not natural. <laughs> Shouldn't be 10 pounds of that in his body. No, I am concerned for Ronald. Uh, he says his oh my line again, and he leaves. And that's the last we ever see of him. Uh, it is unhealthy, Ren. 10 pounds. It's like that uh, movie. Uh, seven pounds? Yeah. Six pounds? Seven pounds? I think there's seven. Seven pounds. I don't know what that's about. Is pounds also a candy bar? Like a pound cake? 
No, I'm thinking. Never mind. I'm thinking of mounds. <laughs> Will pound bar. Yeah. Uh, and then our credit scene: Corey and Sophie are playing uh, step step ballerina tech. Corey's in a tutu. Step ballet tech. Oh my gosh. Come on. Okay. Please. Friend, I'm sorry. I really am. It's okay. Step, step, ballet, tech. Corey's in a tutu. Corey picks up Sophie. Uh, that's it. That's really all, all the episode is. That was Air Force One Too Many. Good episode. I loved it, Ren. It was I- one of the best this show yeah it was one of the bestest shows i i think this might actually be my favorite episode uh yeah i i mean i feel weird saying that i feel because we've gotten so used to nude and mina being present Mm -hmm. and it's such a it's a Corey and president martinez heavy episode Yes, which last time they were together when they went to the mall, it was terrible. And I generally say they're probably two of my least favorite characters. Mm-hmm. But, but it worked. Was, it was a funny episode. It used the premise well. I felt like the president didn't bother me, which he usually always does. Mm-hmm. The episode had stakes, Ren. It had actual stakes of could like if Corey doesn't pull this off, we're going to lose a state. That Can like you imagine if in the universe <laughs> of Corey in the house, Alaska just left the United States. I mean, to, if I were Alaska and I found out that my state were handled so absolutely carelessly by the president, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was some kind of uh, like seceding. <laughs> I would pull for it. Uh, yeah, I. I thought it was so much fun um even the like the dancing was like it it wasn't funny necessarily like that dancing but it was i think the fact it's so dated made it funny yes yeah it was uh, all in all i thought a good episode uh ren did you have any uh roses what was like your favorite thing about it I actually thought the dancing was pretty funny. Yeah. I, uh, I, you know, I like, nice, like, silly, rapid gestures. Mm-hmm. Corey dancing like a loon. Which is, uh, I I really like that because we've, Corey's danced for us in the past, like, we saw it last week and then a few episodes before that as well. And the fabs. It, it was, we saw the fabs. We saw him gyrating aggressively in the hallway. And both times it was impossible to describe. But this time, his dancing felt right. Yes, felt they, like he, that's he another thing I liked about this episode. They finally found an outlet for Corey's dancing <laughs> that feels appropriate. Yeah. Um, my, my rose was Sophie and Corey, like, their relationship. They're working together um, early on in the show. I think it was the... Um, Either we built this kitty or the pilot. I, I can't quite place where the quote was, but, you know, Sophie says to Corey, us White House kids got to stick together. Right. And that felt so true in this episode. Like, 
it didn't feel like the show was forcing them to have like a sibling-esque dynamic, but rather they were united because they both, they're like the kids in the White House. So like they, you know, they got to look out for each other. I think that's a detail I would have appreciated more if Sophie hadn't been absent for so long. Yeah, so it was exactly. Been gone for the past three or four episodes. I, I definitely see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and my bud, so something that I liked and I would love to see more of, uh, matching your rose red was the CGI dancing. Um, <laughs> it, please, whenever anyone dances in this show, spend the extra 20 bucks to send it to whatever this After Effects studio is because it was, it was phenomenal. Uh, it really was something. Uh, anything that you would like to see more of that this episode brought on? I liked that uh, the episode used the setting of the White House better mm-hmm. than it has in the past. And I liked yeah. seeing Air Force One. So my bud would be in the vein of pouring the house using its unique setting a bit more. Because they got good mileage out of Air Force One. They did. Uh, Ren, this episode to me, it feels as if they like so they had gone into the future and listened to our podcast and then they went back and they were like okay what do we got to do based on what Bryce and Ren were saying it's like oh we should probably use the fact that Corey's in the White House um they like finally answered our prayers and I hope that we see more of these high stake episodes because they were they're just it was fun and uh they're funnier yeah they're just funnier because it you know you you can kind of you can't relate more to it, but like it feels more antics based. Unless um, we feel we're not going to relate to Corey in the house to begin with. No, nope. <laughs> That's not what they're going for. Uh, all right. Any thorns, Ren? Uh, thorns. I mean, Samantha Samuels definitely sticks out to me in this episode <sighs> as a low point. I'll say she's a thorn, but I'll also like I also want to discuss how she hasn't been working in a general sense. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, what do you mean by that? She feels like such a superfluous character. She appears so irregularly that she doesn't have a defined like role in the show at this mm-hmm. point, other than President Martinez's assistant who occasionally yells at Corey. Yeah, and they never they never they've never done enough with the Corey Samantha Samuels dynamic. They never did enough with the Samantha Samuels Victor dynamic, which I thought would initially be initially be Victor's main relationship in the White House. Mm-hmm. Like every time she's appeared, it's been in such a background capacity that we're 15 episodes in, and I just keep waiting for the episode where she appears for the last time. Which uh, I was as I was watching today's episode, Ren Jenna was like, "She's still there." Um, and I was like, I know, like, we keep on hoping that this is the final time we see her, that this is it. And then she keeps on popping back up. Uh, she, She's a bland character. Her jokes don't she is. really land. No, and uh, she doesn't bring anything to the show that isn't already there. Mm-hmm. And if they take her out, which they have before, like, we've seen episodes in the White House where she just hasn't been present. And it's been fine. Yeah, she's uh, not, not a missing her. To miss. No. Um, 
my the thorn I picked was for the the idea of the show relying on one like thing to uh, I don't know how to put this like I wrote like one thing to carry the climax of the episode but like but what I mean by that is in other episodes we've seen like the band like DC3 has sung a song at the beginning of the episode and then like they've used the two minutes towards the end to like sing that song again um similar to this where although I liked the dancing but like just the the structure of like okay we see the dancing once at the beginning we see the dancing again and now like the dancing is the climax like it feels that two minutes for you I think so like it's again like in this case it's I liked it because I liked the dancing but I don't like that the it feels like wasted time that's the thing like in the same way that the show has used montages and has used like DC three songs, I don't like sitting for like a minute and a half and watching kind of the same thing. Right. Um, especially when I've already seen it earlier in the episode. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's like, a, a it's like repeating kind the of same a joke. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, it's just a waste of time. Um, Rules of three that works, but not on this show because they can barely nail like round one, let alone <laughs> doing the joke three more times. Um, yeah, that, that's what I got to say for my thorn. So uh, let's talk about President Martinez, Ren. Uh, his best episode yet. As president? In general. Yeah. Uh, for like, his approval I... rating. He shouldn't have given Alaska away. He didn't win yep. it back. But in his defense, he was clam- he clams ahoy, right? <laughs> clams ahoy. Do uh, the public find out about this? No, I don't think they do. Yeah. I think uh, I said that I think he should go up. And it's I said he should go up by 15%. Wow, why? So from 6% to 21%. Because he publicly has started a friendship council with not just Russia, but other countries. And he's repaired a what looks to be a working relationship uh, with Russia where he isn't just being stepped on by Russia. Big hug. Big hug. All right. It's I'll your 15%. I'll accept it. All right. I, I feel strongly that this was the only time that we've seen him really do well as a president. I agree. So I feel like we got to give it, give it to him and give him uh, some praise for bringing together the friendship council as much as I hate the name, <laughs> but all right. So that puts him at a total of 21% right now. Congrats president Martinez. So two weeks in a row on the positive. Last week was only up by 5%. So this is big for him. Uh, Ren, are there any reviews? Yes, we have three tonight. Yes. Good. All right. I will go from highest to lowest. Mm -hmm. The highest is a 10 out of 10 by CDCB. The title. This was the first episode I saw and the only one that made me laugh. When I first saw it, I was stuck with other people who were watching the show. 
I didn't expect much of it, since what I had seen of the episode before wasn't anything exciting. When I actually saw this one, I was laughing a lot. This was very unusual to me, considering how Disney Channel otherwise has nothing good. This episode continues to be the only one that, ha that ever made me laugh. The humor in the second half was what I thought was the best, to be honest. The whole clams setup was unusually well-written. Once the thing was all set up, it was one great joke after another. I especially like the part where President Martinez tries to say his trademark, the President of the United States, but is unable to, to because of the gas the clams gave him. All in all, this is an extremely unusual episode, and I won't give away any more of the great jokes for those of you who haven't seen this episode. Final grade, A+. Plus. A plus. Uh, someone downloaded this review on TV.com. <laughs> they really did not agree. Uh, I thought there were too many stomach sounds in this episode. Yeah, lots of gargling noises. It made, yeah, it was not something that I liked to hear over and over. No. I'm glad you bring that up. That's actually going to affect my score now. Oh. <laughs> not majorly. Huh. Not majorly. No, it, yeah. Enough, though. Enough. All right, next review. Excellent episode. The Russian Prime Minister visits the White House. Oh, this is a 10 out of 10. Okay. <clears throat> By SF Viewer. The Russian Prime Minister visits the White House. Prez Martinez shows him the deed to Alaska, which Corey accidentally gives to the Prime Minister as an unintentional gift. He sneaks into the kitchen, thinking he could get close to the Russian Prime Minister and get the deed back. But he accidentally boards Air Force One, which happens to be flying to Russia. Corey needs to get the deed back from the Russian Prime Minister, but he needs to outdance him in a dancing video game. Corey gets a little help from Sophie. It's a really funny episode, with George Takei guest starring. It's a plus. <laughs> Uh, I have a question, Ren. What's up? So the first uh, episode review you read, uh, they gave it an A+, but this one you said was a 10 out of 10. So do people just kind of make up their own systems uh, for ratings on, is it TV.com? TV.com has number ratings for reviews. Mm -hmm. I think CDCB just wanted to be fancy. And maybe yeah, that's why so, they were downvoted. So they have their own personal rating that they give. Yeah. Okay. You ready for our last review? Yes. Is it uh is it a repeat like customer? Is it someone who we normally it hear is. from? It's, it's VG Freak 8. <laughs> love him. Uh but he did not love this episode. Oh, shocking. Uh title, yes, shocking. Uh title, too unrealistic, score 6.5. <laughs> The Prime Minister of Russia comes to see the President. The Prime Minister sees a jacket that he likes, but the President doesn't want to give it away. Corey finds a deed to Alaska, but when he hears the President coming, he quickly hides it in the jacket. The President has a change of heart and decides to give the Prime Minister the jacket. Corey sneaks onto Air Forcer 1 to get the deed back. The Prime Minister doesn't want to give it back. Corey challenges him to a game of step-step party tech. Corey wins and gets the deed back. This episode was too weird. I did like the appearance of George Takei. What a DDR ripoff. This episode gets a six and a half out of 10. What a DDR ripoff. Uh, do people have profiles on TV.com? They do. I can uh, dive deeper into VG Freak's history if need be. Yeah, so I, I, I don't know if I'm so curious about the history. Is there any way for us to uh, like message uh, VG? I just feel like they should know how much joy they've brought us let me check uh and also i think that they would really because 
if they've gone through and watched every episode and then rated it on tv.com i think they would also appreciate the podcast it doesn't look like you can message people ah it's a real bummer their last review was uh their last review was from 2010 it's vg freak 8 is that yeah We'll hunt him uh, down. He reviewed yeah. what he reviewed a thousand two hundred and ninety-one episodes. Wow! And he just gave up in twenty ten. Hope he didn't die. Had to move on. <laughs> to move on to, to other things. VG Freak Gate does have a YouTube channel, and it's all Seventh Heaven videos. It's got to <laughs> be the same person. <laughs> uh, Lucy, I'm not seeing Seventh Heaven here, but again, he has roughly two thousand reviews. Um. Yeah, they uh, these are the Seventh Heaven trailers that I've added. Uh, so it's they have a bunch of opening credits, and I think there's a cast slideshow. Uh, I have, huh? I've never seen Seventh Heaven. Me neither, but I, I haven't heard good things. No, <laughs> we can always watch an episode. Trivia? Yes, let's hear some trivia. <clears throat> so here's our one piece of trivia for tonight. Mm-hmm. Corey should not have to play step step ballet tech with Sophie since he promised to play step step party tech with her. Oh, so someone found a loophole. Someone found a loophole for Corey. Maybe this is how he gets out of it. Uh, well, yeah, because otherwise, every single episode we watch, we're going to have to know that at one point in that day, he, um, <laughs> he played step step ballerina tech with Sophie. So, yeah, he's got to get out. He's a businessman, right? He's supposed to be an expert in getting out of this stuff. Um, huh. I like that, uh, that trivia. So I'm going to, uh, I got to be honest, I'm in a little bit of a VG Freak 8. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> should like, we, uh, I think we should uh, grade, rate the episode. Ren, let's do it. Um, yeah, I got to go ahead and. And stop searching that. Um, but, uh, I, I, wanna, just, I, I wanna dig a little deeper into it. We gotta find them. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, let's rate the episode, Ren. Uh you said that the the sound effects, the stomach sound effects affected your rating. That's right. Uh, what would you give the episode overall? I am going to give the episode a seven point five. Wow. I'm feeling uh, tonight. Ren, this is uh, you're uh, tied for your highest rated episode. And it would have been With the highest if not for the sound effects. The sound effects. Uh, I'm going to go with an 8. Uh, 8 out of 10. And uh, I'll leave it at there. And Ren, I mean, it's important to keep in mind that next week you and I are going to be going through these ratings and seeing if we feel like any of the episodes need to go up or down within their ratings now that we have a better sense of them so um the ratings should or like our episode scores should better reflect how we feel about it compared to other Corey in the house episodes mm-hmm. um but honestly it feels great to go from last week's no 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 noosh to this this masterpiece it's uh truly the best of Corey in the house it is all right as Ren, is there anything uh, else that you would like to discuss about this episode? Anything that we didn't say? I feel like uh, we covered a lot of it. We did did we say did. a lot about Air Force One too many. 
I didn't. I didn't feel like I was missing Nude and Mina. I, I like. I didn't, was strange. I didn't feel like they were necessary. I I thought it was fine that they were omitted. Yes. Uh, I I'm hoping that as in the second half of the show, we're already almost halfway done the show. Um, I know. But as we move into kind of the second half of the show, that it spends more time um, mixing the characters together because I have a feeling that the reason why we have either seen Newt and Mina or Sophie and the president is because they don't know how to mesh all the characters together, which is a problem when, you know, you only have what, six people in your principal cast. I think it's a, I think it's a flaw inherent to the premise. Like, how do you naturally bring Corey's friends from school together with the president of the United States and his daughter and also his father's chef? Yeah. No, you don't. You don't. It doesn't happen organically. All right. So next week, we will be together at 7.08 for uh, some tier ranking and some ratings. And I don't know how long it'll be. I I assume probably as long as our normal stuff if if not shorter to be entirely honest but we'll see and uh, so we'll be live on our facebook page so if you haven't already liked us you can like us there at bryce and ren and Corey in the house and uh otherwise i hope that you all have a great rest of your day and thanks for listening okay uh good luck turning yourself in prison Brace and Randy learn some electric guitar.